Hello and welcome to Local Legends. I'm Chi, outdoor fitness coach, and I am your host. Local Legends is a conversation with passionate cyclists in Southern California, sharing their stories of pushing through, taking a chance on themselves, and learning and growing to fuel their love for riding. Enjoy my next Local Legend. My next Local Legend is Jonas Woodruff. Jonas is a junior racer with a background in mountain biking and gravel, and most recently in road racing. Last year, he came in sixth at Unbound 100 and third overall in last year's Filthy 50. He also came in first in his age group at Sea Otter 80K, Belgium Waffle Ride San Diego, and Leadville Barnburner. It's no coincidence that I have two junior racers back to back. It was at the latest gravel and wine race that I was introduced by, to Jonas by none other than my last local legend, Zach. This was a fun conversation about training, and we kick it off from the first 10 seconds. As a 17-year-old, Jonas knows what he wants and is working hard to be the best. His lifestyle, which includes homeschooling, sets himself up to train and rest while getting his work in. Jonas' experiences and stories are very relatable. Whether you are also a junior racer and balancing school and training, or a racer yourself working on your race strategy and training, especially on these cold, wet winter days. I realize that local legend listeners come from a variety of backgrounds, including road, gravel, mountain biking, downhilling, and those who simply love the joy of riding and not necessarily competing. So I wanted to give you a short glossary of terms, which will help you give an inside scoop into some of these stories that we that Jonas shares. So here it goes. NICA, it's a national organization that brings mountain biking into middle and high schools. Road racing, it's often a stage race that can include a different type of race every day, including a time trial, also known as a TT, where you ride solo all out sprint for a short distance, like roughly around five miles. Then there's road racing that it sounds like what it is and varies in length depending on your cat. And then there's crit, short for criterium, consisting of several laps around a closed circuit. The length of each lap or circuit can range from a quarter mile to several miles. We also discuss a variety of races from mountain biking, gravel, and road races. I won't go into each race, but I did want to highlight a few. The Grizzly 100 is a 100K race in Big Bear, a lot of single track and a lot of climbing and at elevation. Then the Leadville 100, a 100-mile mountain bike race in Leadville, Colorado, that starts at 10,000 feet. We also talk about the Grand Prix. It's a six-race series put on, life, put on by Lifetime and includes both mountain and gravel races. 30 men and 30 women are selected for this series, and you earn points throughout the year. A few races that are mentioned that are included in the series include Unbound, Leadville, and Big Sugar. All right, so... Enjoy my next local legend. All right. All right. So my next local legend is Jonas Woodruff. Thank you for your time on this Monday morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Did you have to get out of school for this? No, I'm actually homeschooled. So uh, I have a really like flexible schedule. Is the homeschool because of your writing? Yeah. So that was, I've, I kind of, like I have never gone to a regular high school just because I think it would just be too much like with the schedule that I have and like riding and everything like getting out that late I know some people can do it but I don't think it would work for me so you started homeschooling since high school not junior high yeah no so I I went to a regular school in middle school and everything and then as soon as I hit freshman I just went straight to homeschool just so that oh. I could like really focus on like riding and stuff like that oh wow so was it a big transition or was it kind of um, well it wasn't that bad because like the end of my middle school years was uh obviously like when COVID started so I was oh. already kind of like used to uh like doing a lot of stuff online yeah and, and like zoom meetings and everything but now my work is like almost completely like I don't I don't even go to like zoom meetings or anything I just do it all on the computer and just like knock it out basically wow um what grade are you how old are you what grade are you in? I'm in I'm a uh junior so I'm 17 okay all right and then um are you on an accelerated program like are you 
is it easier to work from home since you can, if some things are easy, you can go faster or are you just kind of doing? Yeah. Yeah. So I get, I can do like, uh, whatever I want, basically I could, I could basically finish my entire year, like right now, if I wanted to. Wow. I'm not that like (laughs) dedicated. So I kind of work at like the schedule that they have in for me, but Mm -hmm. I also take, uh, what's it called like uh, community college classes on top of that just to like because I have like so much extra time sometimes that it's like I might as well do something extra do you think it's I have wanted to ask you about what your college classes but for you mm-hmm. being homeschooled and you're racing and you're riding and I want to talk about that too do mm-hmm. you think this is a real uh, viable option for a lot of young athletes like would you recommend it or is it work just work for you yeah, I think it definitely depends on like who you are, but okay. it definitely works better for me, especially because I like racing like longer stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have to put in like a lot more volume than I would say like someone who's just racing cross country would. Mm-hmm. So it definitely works better in that like aspect. Yeah. Um, I only ask because I know some of my, my youngest is 17 and she has mm-hmm. friends who are surfers and they're pro. Yeah. And they, they're homeschooled um, and kind of the same way, but I also don't know if they travel for such long periods that mm-hmm. they can go and train somewhere else and still school. Do you, do that happen to you? Like, do you travel like for long periods, like let's say train in Arizona or anything like that, or not necessarily yet? Um. Yeah. So I went, I was actually uh, in Arizona, like a few weeks ago, I Valley the sun, the mm-hmm. road race. And I, I brought like all my school stuff there and was doing work in the hotel and stuff, which it's not, it's, yeah, you can basically do it wherever it doesn't, you don't have to be at home as long as you just bring the computer. Yeah. Cool. Well, very cool. Okay. So which classes are you taking in in college? Um, Right now I'm only taking one this semester and it's a political science class just to like (laughs) fulfill, like, I don't even know what it's about really. I haven't started a whole lot, but uh yeah, just it's to like fulfill the government, whatever, like the uh, thing. Oh, for, got it. Yeah, some of the one requirement. I don't know. I leave that up to them. They just tell me the classes to take and I take them. Yeah. Do you notice a difference between college classes and high school? Uh, I think the main difference is that the teachers just like don't care as much, in my opinion. Like they oh. like they kind of leave it up to you more. Mm. Do you like that? uh yeah I think it's I mean I think it's good um yeah I don't know it's just like it's just different yeah like you can't really get as much help from the teachers but I think that that works for me because I'm usually just like trying to teach myself how to do it so yeah cool well that's good all right and then do you want to go to college so I, I think I will. Yeah. But it depends on how this year goes and everything. And if I'm going to end up being on like a pro team next year, and I would probably like go do that before I go to college. Cause I can always go to college later. Mm-hmm. But I can't really like race bikes later. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on like how this year goes and everything. All right. Well, so we're, we were talking about school. And I appreciate you telling me about all that because um, when I found out you were homeschooled, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then I didn't know uh, how that worked and what that looked like for you. Um, So you went to Valley of the Sun. How'd you do? Uh, Well, I was actually, it was like the week after I had just uh, gotten better from COVID. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of just out there for like, uh, just like gaining some miles back in the legs. But so I didn't really have like a super great top end. So mm-hmm. just kind of just like sitting in the group all day, just riding around and having fun. Yeah. Was it warm? It wasn't that bad. No, it was like 70s. It was pretty okay. nice. Cool. Yeah. It was um, perfect. What what did you race there? Is it like a it's every day something different? Stage, like- yeah. So it's a stage race. I raced the juniors. There was a pretty big field. I think it was uh almost 90 people wow. in the juniors. But so there was a TT the first day that I pretty much just soft pedaled because I was like, I was still getting back from COVID. So it was kind of like, I didn't want to like push it. I would rather mm-hmm. like make it through the whole weekend than mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, like bury myself the first day. Mm-hmm. And then the road race was the next day. And I was like up the road a bit a few times, but nothing just didn't really work out. So then I just kind of rolled in with the group. And then the crit was uh, Sunday. And that was pretty as like literally as soon as I got, I rolled up to the start line. Zach was leaving an ambulance. And I was like, I don't know if I uh, feel like dying today. So I kind of just like rode the back of the race. And then I tried last lap to kind of like slingshot up to the front. And as soon as I came around the corner, just like people flying out in front of me. And I luckily didn't crash, but it was just like crits are not my favorite kind of. A lot of carnage. Yeah. So these are all, you race with juniors, so they're all in their high school mm-hmm. years. Yeah, I think, uh, mo- yeah, all of them would be, yeah. Yeah, um, and so, they're all about the same level. They're all, like, at your level, kind of racing uh, for the top well, end. I think in 17, 18, it's definitely a bit more, like, there's, especially in road right now, there's definitely a lot of kids that are, like, very good. And then mm-hmm. there's kids who are just like good. So mm-hmm. it's like you'll, there's like a definitely a big gap between some of like the kids who are racing in like Europe right now and everything. And then just the kids who are doing it for fun. So it can be like a little sketchy sometimes when you like mix that all together. Yeah. Because some kids are going like way faster than they should be and stuff like that. Is that what happens when there's carnage on a turn is that people are just coming into the corner too hot and they can't control it or is it a combination of things? Well, I think it's a combination of things, but I think it's definitely like kids who are just like, like they, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know exactly. It just is like racing, (laughs) they get caught up racing and then they like dive bomb the corner and then they don't realize there's people on the outside and then it just like spirals out of control. Oh man, have you ever fallen in a race? I have, yeah. Uh, I mean, more never in a road race, but more in mountain biking. Obviously, there's uh, I've crashed a few times. I think never bad though. I've never broken a bone or any, I mean, like knock on wood. But yeah, you had some wood there. <laughs> knock on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> never uh, never broken a bone or anything. Just I've gotten like scraped up a few times, but. Well, good, good. All right. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me go back. Like, I don't know, you're 17. I don't know how many years back. When mm-hmm. did you start riding? Like, how um, did, when did you find the bike or the bike find you? So I think I kind of, I honestly have just been kind of like riding bikes my entire life. Basically, I used to ride motorcycles a little bit. And then I kind of just like transitioned mostly to riding the bike and just like racing local stuff like uh i'm sure you've heard of over the hump Mm -hmm. stuff like that and um yeah then i raced a lot of nika when i was in middle school um so yeah just stuff like that and so you were mostly mountain biking it sounds like like yeah definitely at the start of when i started riding it was like 90 percent mountain bikes and then how did you get from mountain bike? Cause it sounds like it was mountain bikes, middle school. So over the last mm-hmm. few years, when did you start moving into road? Well, so I've actually only ever raced two road races. Oh, so oh okay. So road is totally mostly, new. mostly gravel, but, but yeah, so I, so I used to race like once I started. So I, I think the first like long race that I ever did was the uh, have you ever heard of the Grizzly 100 up mm-hmm. in Big Bear mm-hmm. so I did that when I was probably like 11 or 12 maybe and then uh I used to race these like they're not around anymore but they were it was a SoCal Endurance yep at Vail Lake mm-hmm. so I I think I I started with the six hour and I did the six hour and then I did the eight hour and then I did the 12 hour and then I did a 24 hour solo when Whoa. I was, I think I was 13, which okay. was a terrible idea, but <laughs> it like, I wouldn't recommend that to anyone, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I did it. So I was like, crossed it off the bucket list, I guess. <laughs> um, 
whose idea okay see this the 100 grizzly 100 is no joke mm -hmm. i mean it's not only in the distance but the technical and the amount of climbing yeah. and uh was it your idea did a bunch of you guys say let's see what happens like were you prepared for this or you just went in like no, I, I kind of just went, I went in and just like did it. I, I don't think I'd ever done, I think probably the longest ride I'd ever done before that was like 40 miles. Holy so cow, Jonas. I just like, I just like signed up and did it basically. I was on like a, I was on a 26 inch mountain bike. So I was like little still. And I, I just like went out and did it basically. And but I had ridden the trails before though. So that was like something that had that I kind of like had a advantage with. Okay. Cause you have to do part of SART right in there, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. They do a section from like, uh, I think they almost do the entirety of like the top section of SART. Very cool. And then how did you do? Like, did you ride with oh, people? I, got, I was, I think I was like middle of the race. So it wasn't great, but for being like as little as I was, I wasn't too like I was probably 40th or something. Oh my but goodness, that's great. You survived. You little, did it. Yeah. I mean, obviously I wanted to do like way better, but that was like realistically, that wasn't gonna happen when I was like 12 years old. And so that bike that you had, the 26 inch bike, I'm assuming that's what you rode it rode for all mm -hmm. your like six hours and eight hour races. And then Yeah, so I think I well, I think by then I had gotten a I think I had gotten a 20 oh I had a 27.5 so I had like a little Trek Pro Caliber then then for like all those races and I on I don't think I was on a 29 inch until like 2020 so it was like relatively recently wow I mean, it's not relative but it it kind of feels like that I don't know and what long mountain bike races have you done? Have you done Led? No, you can't do Leadville until you're 18. Is that no, right? Oh, yeah. So I, I qualified for Leadville, but they wouldn't let me race it yet. So um, I've done, I did Tahoe, not Tahoe Trail. Uh, What's it called? Barn Burner. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember. I feel like I, I've done uh, like Filthy 50, stuff like that. Grizzly. Uh, there's definitely more. I did one out in uh, Utah called True Grit. Mm -hmm. It's like a Mount, like NUE thing. I'm trying to remember. I think that's pretty much most of the long mountain bike races I've done. But yeah. And how, who who did you ride with to get you ready for all those? Because if I correct, True Grit has some pretty technical stuff. I know. Yeah. I did I did true grit last year so I was kind of already like training a lot by then and I actually I did the mountain bike race the day before and then the gravel race the day after holy cow which was miserable but <laughs> I survived so that's all that matters and and so who who you normally like I uh, was going to ask like your skills and like riding that distance mm -hmm. like do you you I'm assuming you don't just go out and ride by yourself and figure it out or is that kind of or do you have like your dad or somebody that you ride with that kind of shows you the ropes? Yeah, I mostly I mostly ride by myself now. So, I'll ride with like friends every now and then, but uh yeah, most of my training is by myself. Wow. I don't ride my mountain bike as much anymore. I mostly train on the road bike and like gravel bike, but uh like I raced, I raced my mountain bike yesterday. So I do it every now and then. Wow. Wait, what was yesterday? What did you do? Uh, Nike race. Oh, you still race Nike? Yeah. So I, uh, I haven't raced it since last year, but I just kind of, I went down there and signed up and raced. So it was, it was pretty fun. And how'd you do? I got second. It was close. I, uh, made a few mistakes in like the last few corners and just threw it away. Oh my but, gosh, the competition must be pretty steep. Yeah, I, I was racing. Uh, there was like three of us, both of them I've known for like forever. So one of my friends, his name's Ralito. He has, he's like, he got third at like short track nationals, mountain bike nationals, all that stuff. So it definitely mm -hmm. wasn't like a bad second place. Okay, so you race against somebody who you you have a lot of respect and is, you know, a yeah. well seasoned, well, not seasoned athlete. You guys are getting seasoned right now. 
Um, mm. And then you said you also do gravel. So when did you find that out? Because I know mm. a lot of kids are doing gravel, but there's a whole group of people who still just mountain bike. So how did you yeah. cross over? So obviously, like with the little those long like eight like all the SoCal endurance stuff, I kind of like had just been riding a lot like that. So when I kind of I kind of got fed up with just racing like all the short stuff. And mm -hmm. I saw, I think at the first gravel race I ever did was uh Belgium off ride Utah when I was a bit, it was probably 2020, like the first year that I did it. And then I kind of just have like started after that, I just started racing mostly gravel and uh, yeah, mostly just like the Belgium off rides, stuff like that. And so, okay, so I guess this is the only one race that I actually really know. You mm -hmm. did Unbound last year, is that right? Yes, yeah. So, so you I did, uh, did the two hundred. I did not. I didn't do the two hundred. No, I did the. I did the shorter one. I would have done the two hundred, but it's like I kind of wanted to be like still good in the middle of the season, and if I did two hundred miles, I would probably have to take like a month off. So. Yeah, but I'll probably do the 200 eventually. And how how did that go? How was the race? What did you make of it? And um it was it was really fun. Yeah, I think that's like one of the best. Like it's hard to even explain when you don't do it, but it's it's like it's crazy. It feels like I imagine like what like the Boston Marathon feels like. Just like there's so many people everywhere and it's just like yeah, it's just hard to explain. You had a good time. You liked it. Yeah, it was fun. It was like the first first time I've ever been to Kansas. So I honestly was expecting to do like worse because it was so flat. But the group split pretty fast because uh, Sagan was racing. So there was like 15 of us in the first 10 miles and just Sagan was just riding the front. And I was just hanging on the back for dear life, like <laughs> in the arrow bars trying to like stay on but it was fun it was definitely like one of the most fun races i've ever done that's a great story did that feel kind of good like wow i'm on the tail of this you know yeah and then and then we dropped him so that was even better what well he pulled off obviously he could have won if he like he could have won very easily if he wanted to but it sounds cooler saying that we dropped him <laughs> <laughs> that's fair and then how did you do overall uh so I got eighth which I was pretty I was kind of mad about because I was third wheel coming into the last corner and I blew the last corner and I missed it so I had to turn around and then like as I came around everyone just went straight past me oh so that, I think that, I, I, I think I could have podiumed but it was just like now I'll know to ride the last corner every time just to like make sure that's good. That's definitely good learning. Wow. So, um, for a hundred mile gravel race, um, mm -hmm. humor me, how, how long did that take? Like five hours, six hours? It was, I think it was like just over five hours. So it was like 20, I think it was probably about 20 mile average. Cause it was wow. actually 105 miles. It was a little extra this year. So it really? might've been over 20 mile an hour average. I don't remember. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, I think that's still some of my best, like, long power records from last year, just because it's like so flat and straight, mm -hmm. just like on the pedals all day. And you said you were in aero bars. I know that was a huge contention with the, the 200 miler. So what, what was, what was that all about? And did you feel where a lot of the people were using the aero bars? No, so I, there were actually... I don't know. There was like maybe 50-50. And oh. I think people people get super mad at like the people who don't use aero bars get super mad at people who like actually do use them. But I mean, like obviously I'm a sm like relatively smaller kid. I'm only like 130 pounds, especially then. So like the hard super hard power, like high power stuff was going to be like an issue. So I figured like that would kind of like cancel out the stuff almost. And it definitely did. Like I probably wouldn't have finished in the front group if I wasn't using them. 
but I did get yelled at a few times from people who were like not like not wanting me to ride in the aero bars and stuff and I think like at some point I was just kind of like tuning people out like I was just like I'm not listening to you but people like to yell at juniors oh really <laughs> yeah you get a lot of um adults like picking on you well not all the time but they definitely like yeah they definitely there's definitely been a few times where it's kind of like if I wasn't a junior they would probably be like but especially like now especially I'm definitely a lot bigger than I was last year so I don't think it'll be as big of a problem this year yeah you gotta keep eating your Wheaties and so um, I was gonna ask you about your race schedule but about your like nutrition do you are you on do you is that something that's important for you day to day or you just kind of like no offense to kids, but sometimes you, you know, you just pick up whatever you can find. Yeah. I don't know. I just try to eat like as much as possible. Honestly, like I, I, I think so, like I, yeah, if I, I usually feel better when I like eat a bunch of like yesterday I had six packets of oatmeal before the race. Wow. So just like stuff like that. I just try to like eat as much as possible before I ride and stuff. Good just for not, you. I'm not like really worried about nutrition as much yet as much as I pray should be okay so you're homeschool you're racing a lot well you said you're riding mm -hmm. a lot so and I tell me about your race schedule because I'm I don't know are you doing unbound again like are you doing yeah Seattle? so I like, got what? into I got into unbound again I'm just doing the hundred again just because okay. I it's probably redemption exactly yeah I gotta pull it together for this year so I'm going to be going out to Mid-South next week or the week after. And um, then I kind of have a little bit of a break going into BWR, California. And then after that, I think is, is Unbound. And then I'm kind of focusing on uh, like there's this uh, new Gravel Nationals this year. So oh. for USAC. And then I'll do road nationals and then maybe marathon mountain bike nationals. I'm not completely sure about that yet. And then I'll probably finish the season with like the local stuff, like filthy 50. Uh, well, I'll do big sugar again, probably. So a lot of the lifetime stuff and then just like stuff that I can fit in between. And then when you do the lifetime stuff, are you hoping to, be part of the group the one series. when you're eight when do you turn 18 so i'll be 18 in december so okay. i i think unless i'm pretty sure that they would have the uh i think the applications are in january so i might be able to next year if i can like get some results this year but uh yeah i would like to if i if that worked out yeah and so with a BWR, I'm assuming you're going to do the longer version. Yeah, I'll probably do the wafer, the waffle for BWR. Yeah. I've done it twice now. And I think last last year I probably could have done a bit better, but uh, now I've kind of like learned a lot more. So it'll definitely be a bit easier, I think. And like just knowing the area better now, stuff like that. And so how, how do you do um, with these open races um with the whole gang and the lineup and all that how do you how do you end up with the rest of the group um so like uh like placing wise you mean yeah that so and strategy and just overall yeah. well I definitely have like learned a lot so BW I used to be like a little scared to like really like push my way around in the group but I definitely have like kind of realized that like now I can do that. So for BWR next year, I think I'll probably, or this year, I'll definitely try to like actually get a decent result. Last year I crashed and it kind of like threw me off. So, uh, but I, I think I was 20, 28th last year. With the crash. terrible, but yeah. So I, I crashed on the road, which was not, not very fun, but, uh, that kind of like threw me off for the rest of the day. Oof, that's that's tough. Um, were you riding with a group and the, every something somebody missed a call out? 
Yeah, so it was kind of it was kind of a little bit my fault too. Like we were we were coming, we were in the front group. I was in the front group still, and there's probably like thirty or forty people, and we were making a right onto like I don't think it might not be Del Dios, but we were making a right somewhere over there by like Del Dios, and someone like locked up the brakes, and I was looking at my friend talking to my friend, and I just went like straight into the back or I didn't go straight in the back someone I like went up and then I locked up the brakes and I overlap wheels but we were still doing like 30 miles an hour so when I hit the ground I was just like flying everywhere people were like running over me and stuff and then it was just pretty it was pretty chaotic start so and you were able to get back on your bike and your bike was okay yeah so my bars were pretty twisted and like I think like my bar tape was completely gone basically, but I made it back up to the front group before we made it into the single track. And by that point though, I was kind of like really scared. So I went in the single track, like almost last wheel. Um, and then obviously once you get into that single track, it like bungees out a lot. So there was kind of nothing I could do by that point. It was just like survive the rest of the day. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad you were okay. And you're able to walk away. Well, I guess bike away from that and your bike was okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's no, kind of, uh, I think like the, it was funny, the people behind me were actually like, uh, Zach and Jeff. So they were like, they were right there in the car as I crashed. Oh no. Oh my gosh. So they were able to see it or film you. I wish they got it on camera. That would have been, that would have been at least worth it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Wow. Um, wow. Well, that's cool. That's cool that you are going out there and, and putting yourself next to all the other, you know, there's some really great people coming out to these gravel races. Um, especially now the, I think they said BWR Arizona is like one of the most stacked fields that they've ever had or something. Yeah. Very cool. So to do all these races, um, Walk me through how how your day looks like with with training and and school. Do you give yourself a pretty strict regimen, or is it like every day you kind of see what happens? Yeah, it kind of just depends. Like all, uh, it depends what I have to ride, obviously, and then so I'll try to get my ride in before I work on school, just because then I can focus on like eating and stretching and everything. But then after that after my ride it's basically just school like in the off season I was going to the gym a lot before I rode but now that we're kind of like in the season I've kind of like let off that a little bit so it's mostly yeah it's mostly just like ride before and then try to finish some schoolwork after wow do you wake up early to go ride or are you just I wake up at 6 a.m early to ride (laughs) yeah no I I just I'll probably wake up like 7 30 some days maybe so a bit later but I don't like riding especially right now because it's cold so I'll I like to ride when it warms up a bit just so I don't have to like ride around in lake warmers all day yeah do you have an indoor bike I have a trainer but I hate riding the trainer so much so I'd rather just wait until like I did I did like the first trainer workout that I have done in probably a year last Friday just for because I was like forced to because it was raining outside it was actually snowing here so I was like there's no way I'm going outside so where are you at exactly I'm in uh Redlands okay and it was snowing at Redlands and so you're like I Mm -hmm. I gotta get out there I was gonna say how did you how did you fare with all all this wet winter um how you've been making your rides or put getting them in so I kind of it just depends all all like I have like a little bit of flexibility in my schedule so I'll just like switch around rides and training peaks if I have to but I try to avoid the trainer as much as possible so you've been able to do it sometimes I'll just like go out there in the rain and just suffer it out oh my god you would rather ride in the rain than ride indoors yeah I (laughs) I like I cannot ride on the trainer I hate it so much um so for people who live like in redlands and i mean you mm. know this is mostly like socal like what's your favorite types of rides do you do you go right up big bear or like do you use mm. a lot of the foothills like where do you like to go yeah so i mostly uh it just depends like what races i'm doing so i've been trying to ride like 
a lot flatter stuff recently, especially since like uh, mid south and unbound are like so flat. But I definitely like if I was racing mountain bikes, it would be probably up like near Big Bear a lot of the time, stuff like that. So, yeah, you don't do the Redmond Classic. So I was thinking of trying to do it this year, but it's the same weekend as BWR California. And uh, I would have to be a cat one on the road. And I, I mean, I've only raced two road races ever, so I'm still a four. So there's I there, the chances of me getting to a one in like three months are pretty slim. Yeah. I didn't know that you had to be a cat one to race that, to do that race. Mm, it's a pro only. Okay. Do you go and watch it? Yeah, I, I watched, I've pretty much watched every year. It's definitely easier now because I'm homeschooled, so I can just go sit around and watch them go around in circles all day, but I would like to do it eventually, but uh, I think I could. My, like, I can, I've looked at, like, my times on the segments on Strava and stuff, and it's like, I could probably stay in, but I wouldn't be winning for sure, but I want to, maybe I'll just try it eventually. That's cool. So you mentioned like going to college, but maybe later doing pro. So where do you want to go? I mean, as far as like pro gravel, pro road or. Um, well, I think the easiest way for me, like right now would be going pro in gravel just because I, ha- I don't have like, there's definitely kids who are have like only been focusing on road and they're just like, they're like here and I'm like, here basically so it's like gravel I'm just better at in my opinion so it would most likely be gravel or like marathon mountain bike stuff like that okay I get like a kind of a stupid question but how do you make a living on being a pro gravel racer do you get Um, the sponsorship I know yeah so I know like certain people get paid directly from like sponsors they get like a budget for each Mm. year and then they obviously get to make their like salary out of the budget but they also have to use the budget to like travel and everything so you basically you basically just get given a like a bunch of money and then you can like set aside money just to pay yourself and stuff like that but I think it just depends like from person to person obviously Mm -hmm. but that's where you want to go you want to go more pro gravel um and and make a living off of racing around the country yeah I think that would be like the most fun thing that or that sounds like the most fun right now just because like there's so many gravel races now that and especially with that lifetime series yeah um which is your favorite is there a favorite gravel race like or which one have you 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 sounded like you really enjoyed unbound the experience I liked unbound yeah but honestly I'd probably say probably bwr san diego it's yeah? just like it was like one of my favorites what did you like about that you said you didn't know the this you've done it twice is that right yeah mm-hmm. so and i didn't did... really know the course super well um last year but i rode down there a lot last year like for filthy 50 and stuff like that so i kind of like learned all that stuff down by hodges and everything mm-hmm. and I definitely think this year will be like a lot better just because I, I know what to do now, like where to move up and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, or where, when to like get in front and get in, get in position. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. make it into like certain sections first. Well, that's cool. Well, you got a lot of people down here in San Diego that will, will ride with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know like a ton of people that there's a huge scene down there. Yeah. Um, so you ride by yourself, you train a lot by yourself, very self-discipline. Um, is that something that you've been doing your whole life that it's easy for you or do you like, how do you, how do you keep it going and stay kind of committed to, to what you want to do? Um, I don't know. I just kind of like, I like riding bikes. So I've never really been like burnout or anything. I just like, I like to like go get my workouts done and then just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I just have always been like that, I guess. It's hard to explain. 
No, no, no. I mean, I, I, I think um, most people who ride in as much as we do, you know, mm-hmm. do it, do it for different reasons, especially throughout mm-hmm. their lives. You know, some people want to race, some people just want to go get some fresh air. It helps yeah. to clear your thoughts. Um, and then, you know, you're 17 and, you know, there's so much in available to you and mm-hmm. you have a lot of time around you, which is really kind of a gift to. Yeah. To, um, yeah. No, I definitely think like it takes some people just don't, I think some people don't realize like how much time it takes sometimes, but like to be really good, but um yeah I don't know it's just I like riding bikes a lot so I don't have a problem with like sacrificing other things to be better like on the bike if that makes sense absolutely yeah totally um what do you think makes you this is going to be now here's a leading question Mm -hmm. (laughs) what do you think makes you the a rider that you are today like fast and you know at near the top I mean you know, being on the tail of uh, Peter Sagan, and that's that's quite a lot. So, what do you, uh, you know, is it in your genes? Do you think it's the amount of time you're on the bike? Those, you know, hill repeats. Like, what makes you a strong rider? Yeah, I don't even know. Like, uh, I think, I think, like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was like a little. So I used to, like, when I raced Nike and everything, I was a little, like, smaller kid. So I used to just get, like, destroyed in the Nike races. Like, or I would always, I would always get, like, sixth. And I would never finish on the podium. So I was, I kind of, like, I don't know. Like, I once I got to high school, I was kind of like, well, now that I'm, like, a little bigger and everything and I can actually, like, train, I kind of was like, okay, well, now I want to, like, actually try and win. So I think that was just kind of like when I realized, when I started like training really uh, diligently and like actually training instead of just like going and riding my bike for fun, which I mean, it's still fun, but uh, just being more like um, disciplined about it. Good for you. Yeah, I get that. So you were like kind of fed up of like giving it your all and like you knew that the, your size matter. You mentioned it a few times already that you're like a little mm-hmm. bigger now. And then um, you mentioned strength training. I don't know if that was new. Yeah. So I, uh, I was in gym like a little bit the, or like in the off season for the past probably two years, but um, that definitely helped a ton this year. Like uh, power wise, just like, I, I don't, I'm not sure if it was obviously like just from that, but it seemed like it made a really big difference. And do you, uh, go ahead, sorry. Oh yeah, no, I, yeah, I was just gonna say it seemed like it made a pretty big difference. I, I, um, I'm a, I'm a coach. And so I always tell Mm -hmm. people go strength train, especially in the off season. That's when you can catch good gains. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, no, my mom is in the gym a lot too. So it was kind of like easy. I just wake up at, we'd always go like, leave at five because the gym opens at five but I also I don't have my license yet so I had to go with her so like I would wake up at like 4 30 every day to go to the gym in the off season not every day but like three days a week usually good for you and then did you just say mom what do I do or did you just kind of figure it out I uh I so I'm coached by I'm not sure if you know his name is Matt Freeman Mm-hmm. So I'm coached by Matt. So he just, he would have like my gym phases and everything. So I went through like a few different phases in the gym for the off season, but uh, yeah, so I had it all in like training peaks and everything, what to do, but yeah, she definitely helped me like with form and stuff like that. Awesome. That's great. And so do your parents ride bikes? Yeah. So my dad used to, he used to race bikes a lot like when I was little and then he kind of uh he coached Nika for like 10 years so he was that's how I kind of got into Nika like stuff like that and my mom she hasn't really ridden I mean she rides like every now and then but she mostly runs so 
like when I was in when I was at Valley of the Sun, she was also in Arizona, but she was doing an ultra marathon. So uh, she was like 15 minutes up the road in uh, Black Canyon doing a ultra marathon up there while I was racing the stage race. Okay, that's way cool. So definitely in your genes, the ultra distance. Yeah, maybe a little bit. And and then your dad used to race a lot, and you, I'm presuming road? Mountain bike, yeah. He used to race mostly mountain bike. Okay, and you used to go and watch him? Yeah, like back at all the old races at like Fontana, stuff like that. Okay, all right, that's cool. And so does he give you... <laughs> And he's a Nike coach. Does he give you tips as well? I know you have your own coach. I'm sure he tried to coach you and you're like, I need my own coach. How did that go down? <laughs> yeah, basically. But uh, yeah, no, he, so he, he's not a Nike coach anymore, but we kind of just like focus on like me going to the races and stuff. Cause I don't race Nike as much anymore. Like I try to when I can, obviously, but uh, yeah, I don't know. He, I, I spent a lot of time getting coached by him at the NICA practices back in the day. And how'd that look? Well, I'm definitely happy that I have a coach now because I do not like doing, they, we used to, so I actually live like right next to where our NICA practices were like literally probably like 10, a 10 minute ride away. So every time I go there now, it's just like, that I cannot ride over there anymore just from doing like 15 laps of the same stupid climb every single week through the Nike season. Just no more. You just can't handle yeah. it. I gotta go ride other places. Oh, well, good for your dad for coaching mm -hmm. you and being there and, and setting the stage for you. Um, and I know, I know we're, we're getting close. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you have school and, and riding, but, uh, I was going to ask you about your, your pre-race, like, do you have a ritual or like, I only ask, cause I'm assuming you and your dad go to the races. <clears throat> I mean, do you listen to music? Is he talking to you? Do you get psyched out or do you have to get psyched in before a race? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. It just depends. Like I try to get as much done like the night before. So I don't have to worry about anything the day of. And then I like driving there because then I, uh, I don't really have to like think about the race, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Like, I kind of, uh, I just like go into it. Like even yesterday, I was just like going into it thinking that I was just going to like ride hard all day. <laughs> so, uh, as dumb as that sounds, but, uh, I, then I try to obviously like eat as much as I can. I try to eat like three or four hours before the race, but I can't really do that in gravel races. So then I'll do like maybe two hours before at least. I'm trying to eat like a lot. But yeah, mostly it's just like uh, maybe stretch a little bit. Like because I, uh, I sometimes have like lower back issues if I don't stretch. But honestly, it's not like a science. It's just kind of like whatever I, I, I never really get, I don't get nervous for races anymore. Like I used to, but uh, that's definitely something that like I've just, just from racing so much and like training so much, I think I just don't really like worry that much anymore. That's great. No, I think everything you said has so much value and you, a couple of times you said it may sound stupid, but it doesn't at mm -hmm. all. And like you, you mentioned um, getting everything ready the night before, like that's a, a great like way of setting yourself up. You've already started the race the night before um, yeah. driving. You can listen to the music that you want to or not or and getting yourself um, <clears throat> get there on time and eating. Uh, what about your bike? Do you have a mechanic or do you do all your own stuff? Well, I, yeah, my, uh, my dad helps with like all the stuff on my bike basically, but, uh, usually, yeah, usually it's taken care of all the night before, like everything is fixed and working good, like chain and everything. So I don't really like worry about that. I try not to like worry about that stuff the day of. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, cause the things you have to worry about the day of is taking energy away from, from yeah, exactly. what you should be focusing on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Very cool. Well, I think this is great. I'm looking forward. I'll see you at, at BWR California for sure. But um, um, really good talking to you. And are you going to yeah. do any more like mountain bike? Well, obviously the Filthy 50, but um, yeah, I might race. I raced my gravel bike last year there. So I might race my gravel bike again. Did you but, race uh, open or did you race with the gravel people? No. Yeah, I raced elite men or whatever it was called so I actually I think it's it was definitely faster for me I think racing the gravel bike um yeah. I ended up third so oh I you did third overall yeah so I got well done back and get redemption who who <laughs> came to, in first and second um Alex Wild and uh what's the other guy's name uh someone from Arizona who's in the lifetime series now I oh. forget his name but they were like they're like very well known like pros who are um I got I got dropped in the technical section so maybe it wasn't like the best idea riding the gravel bike but I don't think that I would have done like much better if I was on the mountain bike so I don't know next year maybe we'll see I gotta try and get redemption <laughs> Well, you sound like you're doing great. You're on a great path. I'm so glad that the writing is something that you enjoy and you can still train hard and you're getting faster and stronger. And um, your coach, Matt, Matt, right? Yeah. He sounds like, you know, you guys have a really good like um, training regimen. So super stoked to to get to know you and learn more about where, where you're doing and where you're where you're going. And um I look forward to, to seeing you at the races. So thank you yeah. for, for, for being my guest today. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. That was like uh, something different. <laughs> good. <laughs> Welcome back. Such good nuggets. And Jonas is such a neat kid, very easygoing and down to earth. I love the stories of his racing and his training from being on Peter Sagan's wheel to waking up to go to the gym with his mom. Your community and surroundings are important in supporting your dreams and goals. Some things are already laid out in place, and you may not even notice how some things are easy. Such as living in Southern California, for the most part, we have great weather, making it easy to ride outside all year round. Then there are other things in life that you have to consciously create to help support your lifestyle, like having the right food in your house or having the right bike. Jonas has many examples of this from deciding to homeschool, going to the gym, and having two parents that have their own love for endurance and sport. I look forward to watching Jonas at the races and continue to fuel his passion and his dreams. Thank you so much for listening to Local Legends and for your support. Have an awesome day or evening, and I'll see you out on the trails. I wanted to share a gravel skills clinic that's coming up. On Sunday, March 26th, we're having our second skills clinic from a six-part gravel skills series. In this two-hour session, we will go through fundamental skills, including all things climbing and the importance of body position. We will also introduce leaning and turning, two important skills from hitting a berm to clearing a switchback. If you would like more information, please visit OutdoorFitnessCoach.com and click on Coaching Services. Thank you.